Welcome back to the Divorce Solutions Podcast, everybody. I'm Jamie West from West Pro Mediation and Consulting, along with Tracy Miller from Miller Law and Mediation. And uh, Tracy, good to have you back again. Here we are. We're uh, we're at episode, I think we're into about 49 episodes now. Close, Isn't that crazy? Closing in on that magic 50. <laughs> oh, I never even thought of it that way. I was just looking today, and I think it was, what, January of 22 Two. that we started yeah. this, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, we've been getting great feedback of, uh, on the podcast, and we're very grateful for that. Um, by all means, if you've got something to say, if you've got an idea for a topic that you'd like us to cover, don't hesitate um, to reach out and, and do that. Uh, Tracy, we've got uh, an interesting topic today. We're going to be talking about real estate. I don't think we've ever done that in any kind of detailed uh, form. Uh, where are we going with today? Well, I think in terms of real estate, it's something that you know virtually every family law client has to deal with, right? And quite often it's, what, do I, what am I going to do with the house? Am I going to sell it? Am I going to try and buy somebody out. And there's a whole bunch of questions that, you know, result from that. So that was the plan. Um, and we have on today, Dave LaPointe, who is a real estate agent. And I came to know Dave when he was selling my dad's place a few years ago. So um, Dave agreed to come on and hopefully give us some insight into some of these issues. David, welcome yeah. to the program. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, congrats in the coming up on 50 podcasts. That's fantastic. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Dave, you, you work with Century 21. Do you guys still wear those yellow jackets? That's the no. first thing I wanted to ask. <laughs> okay, just checking. I, I think all the yellow jackets are hung up in uh, everybody's uh, private closet. Okay, all right. <laughs> now I'll let Tracy ask a serious question. Sure. Well, I got a couple of questions, Dave, and I think um, a lot of people would want some insight into it. So, one of them is uh, when they're deciding to separate and then they're trying to figure out what their house is worth. And in this market, man, I mean, it's, it's a difficult question, I think, when people bring that up. So that leads to people wanting to get um, an opinion of value. And I'm hoping you can walk us through the process. Like, what do you do if somebody calls you and um, what's the process from there? Yeah, sure. So for me, the, like, the process would be, obviously, you get the phone call. Uh, I would get the address, kind of do some background research on the property, you know, look up what they paid for it, how long they've been there, and then actually try and arrange a visit to the home. I'll go out, visit the home, look at the home, see if they've done any upgrades uh, since they purchased it, you know, and try and figure out a value. Typically, if they did upgrades, they would know what they spent on the home. Now, depends on the market, obviously. Everybody knows fluctuates a little bit obviously it's certainly different than the covid time so hopefully you can get the money return on the money that you invested in your home typically you can typically a uh, lot of factors location lot size home size and all that kind of stuff but for a home valuation i would obviously go to the home and usually within 24 hours i could have you you know an evaluation of my opinion of what the home should sell and what the actual market value of the home would be. Now, is there anything they're supposed to do in advance? Like say they call you or they want to get an opinion of value. Is there anything you need them to do in advance or information you need or anything they have to get ready? Uh, not really. I, I think most of the stuff that I need online, I, I guess how much, 
you know, I, I would typically send them a kind of a questionnaire, things to think about during our discussion. You know, what improvements have you made? Some of the background stuff, like I can, through our system, we can research how long they've been there, what they do, but any improvements that they've made, I obviously I would look to see that. So kind of prepare them for questions like that. The taxes they pay, you know, what's owed on the mortgage, just discussion. Okay, and you indicated that you send a questionnaire out to people. So whatever information you really need, you're going to get back from them in this questionnaire then, I take it. That's correct. For any improvements, and I just ask them to have a couple items on hand when I get there, you know, the tax bill so I can see the property information, the lot size, and just to confirm a few things. And yeah, any renovations that are done. So what's the cost for it? People, that's the second thing they want to know is is how long and how much? Uh, well, for me, the turnaround is usually, you know, 24 hours once I visit the home. I do like to visit the home because, because of the renovations, what they've done. A lot of times I'm sure people ask, well, what do I need to do as well? As far as the cost, you know, as real estate agents, we're all basically our own business. For something like this, I personally... And this is my own personal opinion. I don't charge for that. Obviously, when I go in and do a home evaluation like this, I'm obviously hoping to get the business to list the home. So if I go into a home and they want to, some people do charge. Some agents do charge. Um, and they can run from three to, I'd say, $500. But I personally don't charge for that if they're just trying to get an information and the valuation of their home uh, in case they do have to sell. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I'm doing this, try to hope for a future business. David, what about the dynamics of the, of the people that you're meeting uh, to do these valuations? Um, I would think that that could be a sticky wicket um, because of the circumstances they're under. It's a separation. Um, not all separations are all amicable and smooth, and this is usually everybody's biggest financial investment. So there's a lot of emotion tied up in the marital home to begin with. How do you as a valuator or a real estate agent um, deal with those dynamics? I, I, I bet you've run into that a couple of times where maybe one party isn't too crazy about you simply because the other party chose you or something like that. And I do come across that. I personally have experienced that. I've been very fortunate that uh, both Spouses, I guess, have got along well enough that they could make a decision and just kind of move on. So I've been very fortunate that way. But yes, as if it's a little more difficult situation, occasionally the one spouse will have an agent and the other spouse will have another agent to represent their their interest. So that does that does happen, correct? So the husband would have an agent, the wife or partner would have another agent to represent their interest. Does that complicate things in terms of the parties getting maximum value on the market out of the home how does that work i mean you're all competitive too the uh sure. real estate agents that's great that i typically know i think that if those cases arise i would hope that the two agents would talk and discuss and kind of come up with a game plan it just makes it a little more difficult administratively in the sense that each person has to go over the offer, come up with a plan, counter offer, what they're willing to accept. So each agent has to do it individually instead of, you know, collectively together with one agent. 
it, it just, just makes a, just a little more dynamics to it, but doesn't mean it can't, can't be done. I guess the other common question I think people have is if they want to sell, people are always wondering, are they supposed to do something to the house? Are they supposed to change it, renovate it? I mean, and how much money do they invest in? So, you know, you get people, two different mindsets on it. People who think they have to do everything to the house because that's how they're going to, you know, maximize the value. And then on the other spectrum is people that go, yeah, I'll just sell it as is because I don't know why I would invest anything in this, right? So, I mean, how do you navigate that with people? Well, I get we navigate it through just discussion, I guess, in in the fact that, you know, if you want to freshen up the home, sure, a fresh coat of paint, touch up the holes, you know, do some filler, fix up the drywall, maybe uh, replace a couple of pieces of trim. That's one thing, which is a good investment because it really refreshes up the home. Now, if you're talking about redoing a bathroom, redoing a kitchen, a major renovation in the basement, finish the basement, when you can get into 75, you know, 50 to 75 to $100,000, you got to make sure that you can increase the value of that home by that kind of money that you're going to spend. So there's a lot of dynamics in the sense of location, size of the home, just multiple of things you got to consider. When you, when you do an investment like that, are you going to get the return? Right. Okay. And, and uh, you know, I talked a minute ago about the front end, which is the listing and the dynamics that go into that. Who's going to list this place? I'm bringing my own agent. Um, okay, fine. The two agents will have to figure out the, the listing arrangement, et cetera, and the admin. Now you get to the stage where somebody comes along and wants to make an offer on the property. And now you've got the two parties, um, you know, having to both sign off on an, on an offer when they're at loggerheads, again, a bit of a tricky situation, right, David? That's, it can be very tricky and sure it can be because you, yeah, it's best if they can meet, I guess, in the same room, but if occasionally that's not possible either. So it makes it difficult administratively because for example, if I'm representing one client, and the other listing agent is representing the other, you meet separately, discuss it, come up with a counter, and then the other party is doing the exact same thing at the same time. And then the two agents would get together, I guess, compare notes, and then kind of go back and forth with each of our clients and come up with a good strategy. So hopefully the, the, the counter offer would be within you know, a few thousand dollars, you would think. So that's, I, I guess, the word really work that falls on the two agents to, to try and get the, the parties together. To well, some here. sort of an agreement of a, a counter offer, for example, or even if it was a good offer, the acceptance of that offer. Well, here's the parallel, <clears throat> excuse me, here's the parallel, Jamie. Again, as soon as um, you separate people and they get polarized and they both want to get their own agent and they both have their own lawyer and now you're going to try and not talk to each other and your agents are in the middle and your lawyers are in the middle. I mean, you're just it just makes a really complicated web that's just going to take longer um, and probably in the end cost you more money because oh, you're doing sure. it that way, right? Absolutely. And and there's no there's just no two ways about it. You're absolutely right on that. I counsel my clients in mediation um, very early in the process, even if even if we're not mediating financial issues 
right off the bat, but I know it, that it's on the list. Um, I will say to them as a point, um, try to come to some understanding about per, perhaps one valuator. <laughs> you know, you, you, yeah. you know, your lawyer may tell you each to get a valuator and that's fine, but you know, try, if you can try to agree on one valuator and then, you know, one, one agent, uh, that you can both agree on. It just, it just simplifies things, makes things go smoother and faster if you can do that. And it ties into what we do as mediators, right? We present these ideas and it's ultimately up to the parties, but I always counsel them to do it early on. Even if we're, like I said, even if we're starting with parenting issues, that's a big one. Um, the merit, the sale of the marital home, or maybe there's even a cottage involved. How about that, Dave? How about uh, when there's, you know, more than one property involved? Yeah. It, it does complicate things only because then it starts to affect your taxes in the sense of if you have more than one property, it's best to speak to an accountant too because. Yeah. Uh, and you guys probably would know the financial end of it more than I do as far as, far as accounting and owning multiple properties, but it can affect your capital gains, whether you're uh, yeah. still, still married or if you uh, separate and then sell the properties, that just the separation affects your capital gains. Yeah, it's so really, it's a really good point, right? When you are dealing with properties, uh, you need to get an accountant involved. You need to understand um, what the ramifications are for capital gains, because the, the cap gains costs can be really substantial. Uh, but I'm getting the feeling, Dave, listening to you, that so much of it is about communicating, right? Because you, even when Jamie asked you about spouses that don't get along and some of the horror stories that people hear about, you know, how people were so difficult. You don't seem to be rattled by it. I'm getting the feeling that it's if you meet people and you can talk to them and communicate with them that, you know, you can probably get them on board. Am I reading that right? Well, that's what I really work towards. And it's the hard part is, is trying to make the best out of a bad situation. Yep. Right. Cause at the end of the day, if, if the, you know, I guess the, made the decision to separate and they've worked through that and they both agreed, yes, this is the road we're going to go down. Don't, don't let your bitterness and your pride get in the way of your some financial gains too, right? Because at the end of the day, both parties I'm sure want to make the best decision for whether there's children involved or not. Both parties still want to walk away with most amount of money they can. You must get people too. I'm assuming that try to get you if they want to keep the house to try and get you to lower the number, right? I mean, you must you must run into that. Uh, people ask that question, sure, sure. Yeah, I don't think that's fair to either party, and I really try to be because you do have to be fair. I I just provide a, a valuation of the home what I think the market value would be, but it also doesn't mean that you can achieve that either, right? You're just putting my opinion based on uh, previous sales uh, or current listings that are on the market, get the very the closest to you can to uh, their house that they're willing to list and just basically just provide the evidence. Okay, this in this market, this is what they're getting for a three bedroom, two bath home, with a two story home. And you provide the information and try and have the discussion to whether to make the upgrades, whether to make do the painting, you know, change out the carpets, put hardwood. Yeah, all the kinds of discussions. All the same types of things that you would advise anybody who's listing a home That's to right. do. 
And and it sounds like um, you try to do your best to remain as neutral as possible um, and professional. And that's that's really important. That's why it's important for people to take their time when they're going through separation, divorce, in selecting professionals to work with them. Sometimes people rush. And I'm sure, David, as a professional, you would advise the same thing. Um, if for some reason it's not going to be you, then you know, then, then take your time and, and talk to a few real estate agents if, if you're not sure, right? I, I, I would 100% agree with that. And, and with all due respect to everyone, you know, I might not be the right client for every person out there either, right? Our mm-hmm. personalities probably just, I know they're, they're going through a lot in their own situation, but, you know, we meet, even if we meet separately, maybe just personalities don't Match. drive. Yeah. Right. So that they might want to have their own. I might not match with one, but not the other, and they might decide to have two. But if I meet, have the discussion, and try and give them the the comfort level that you know I'm here to do the best I can for you to get the most for your home. Hopefully, they that they, they both can kind of some come to some kind of agreement that yeah, we're going to select Dave, and we're going to move forward because we know he's going to be impartial. He's just going to give us the facts and make the best decision based on what he's putting in front of us. All right. Uh, Dave, how do people get a hold of you if they'd like to make contact with you? Sure. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, I'm all over, you know. Um, I do have my own personal website at uh, lapointrealty.ca. Um, Great. Inst- Instagram is David unders- or David dot underscore dot Lapointe. So, yeah, look me up on Instagram, Facebook. I'm uh, Tilsonburg Real Estate Agent. Century 21. Yeah. Be happy to uh, provide evaluation for anybody. All right. Well, thanks for being on the uh, program with us today, uh, David. And I know we'll have you back again another yeah, time be- when we have some more questions. That'd be awesome. Appreciate, appreciate it. That. Right. Thanks so much, Dave. Thanks. Thank you. Take care. Uh, there's David LaPointe um, with uh, Century 21 Realty. And uh, Tracy, I'm going to read the disclaimer before we give out our uh, 411. Uh, This podcast is for uh, information purposes only. This is not intended to provide you with legal accounting, counseling, or therapeutic advice. Every case is different. You need to get your advice from your own lawyer, accountant, and therapist who know the particular facts of your situation. Tracy, how do people get a hold of you if they'd like to talk to you about uh, mediation, about uh, you representing them as a lawyer, or just generally? It's Miller Law and Mediation. You can find me on the net. And if you want to email me, it's tracy at miller-law.ca. Excellent. And uh, you can get me to jwest at westpromediation.com and uh, check out my website, westpromediation.com. And there's some resources there for you as well. Um, Some uh, resources regarding uh, family dysfunction and family abuse and that kind of thing. Um, which I think even if you're listening, you may know somebody or have somebody in your family or close to you that could use those resources. They're available for you there too at uh, westpromediation.com. Hey, it's uh, hard to believe the time flew by, um, but we'll be back uh, before you know it. Tracy, thanks for this. Yep. Thanks. And we'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.